One of my favorite movies is Talladega Nights. And my favorite part is when they're sitting around the dinner table and they're talking about their ideal version of Jesus. And Will Ferrell characters chimes in with his idea of Jesus. And it's good so that God will let us win tomorrow. Dear tiny Jesus, in your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? Baby Jesus being six pounds, seven ounces. It's just, it's just a funny part of the movie. But the reason why I'm kind of bringing this up is because as we get closer to, I guess, Christmas and the holidays and we're passing Thanksgiving, I kind of wanted to get into religion and how I've kind of wrestled with re-exploring the idea of what religion means to me. The time has come to live your life to the fullest. It's time to embark on a new journey. A journey that leads to emotional growth and mental freedom. Welcome to The Art of Living with your host, Dave Clinton. Welcome to The Art of Living where we advocate for introspection while helping you break generational habits so you can grow. As always, I'm your host, Dave Clinton. So this month we're going to just be describing religion and and getting to the the core, I guess, of what it means to me and different myths and different ideas surrounding, I guess, religion. And for me, it started off when I was six and I was kind of raised in a Latinx community. So I would go to what they call Spanish mass and it'd be like two hours long. They have all the usual suspects, the pew the long church sessions, the collections, the pictures of Jesus looking like he was uh, using a controlled substance. Then I moved to a place called Mattapan. And around, I guess, third or fourth grade, I can't remember, I, I went to a seven-day Adventist school. And I called it a Jesus boot camp. Because to me, it felt like very rigid. And uh, we lined up every morning. We had uniforms. They had to be neat and tucked in at all times. Like you could not just have like a piece of your uniform hanging out because you'd get into trouble. And we had a brief assembly in the morning and we would pray and we'd sing church songs. And we would basically, it was kind of like a, a mini church before we actually would go into our classes. And then around high school, I went to a Catholic school, all boys school, uniform again. If you haven't got the theme, I'm a West Indian child, so West Indians don't care about anything more but education. To them, education is the the most critical thing that you can have and that you can own. So I went to a Catholic school, and it, and it was pretty much the same thing. We'd have uh, rallies. We'd have, like, mass certain days. We'd get a lot of those uh, Catholic holidays off, so that was a perk for me. I didn't know... All the damn holiday feast of St. John. There was just all many different holidays that you can choose from, but I took it because it was a half a day. So I'm giving you this quick bio of my of of my religious history in the schools I went to, so we can take a deep dive into why I kind of felt confused as a kid. Because from one school to another, I was taught that if you believe in our God, you're going to heaven. And if you believe in anybody else's version of God, you're going to hell. Which is very confusing because I would see the same 
things congruent in both schools because one school be seven day Adventists, you'd have Jesus, you have pictures of Jesus, the same cracked out looking Jesus. And Catholic school, you had the same thing too. We had a, a pane glass with a picture of Jesus and uh disciples and but to me that we we it was the same Bible. It was the same Bible in the Catholic school, same Bible in the seven day seven day Adventist school. So I I was always I would go along with it because I was taught to kind of just be respectful and not step out of the box. So I would go along with this idea of, okay, I have to assimilate myself into this situation because this is what's best for me right now. But as I got older and I kind of revisited, I was always conflicted around religious but religion, but it was always ingrained in me because it's just what we did. Like even to this day, like even if I'm having an issue my father would be like pray on it or my mother when she was alive pray on it pray on it so it was kind of embedded in me but I never thought about why or why I'm doing this or why is my parents and so many other people are just really really ingrained into religion but there was so many different versions of it and if we're all supposed to be God's children we're all supposed to be I guess worshiping the same person why is it bad for me to worship or why is it bad for me to have one religion versus another religion whether it's seven eight events whether it's catholic or whether it's buddhist buddhism if if it's all the same person shouldn't he admit us all to the same place or is he gonna be like oh you know what seven day Adventist was cool back then but nah unless you're catholic you can't get in heaven now so i was always a little bit conflicted man because i just didn't understand why this was a thing but as i kind of deep deep dive into religion i kind of figured out that at one point it was used to control slaves which really kind of threw a monkey wrench in everything for me because then i really started to question religion like you know is this something that i did a free will or is this something that like other things that i'm now kind of researching and getting to the bottom two in my life i'm really looking at it as you know, is, is this my choice or is this something that I just got conditioned to feel? And as I deep dived into religion and slavery, I learned it kind of stemmed from a story with Noah. So everybody knows the story of Noah and Ark. So I'm not going to go through that whole thing. So Noah jumps off the Ark after he drops the anchor. And he's in this new this new world. He's saved, letting all the animals go. They're out there frolicking and, and grazing and doing what animals do. So Noah decides, you know what? Shit, I forgot my wine. Never packed that. So Noah gets everything going. He's uh he's soaking some vine. He's grabbing shovels, finding a patch of land with some some clay, and starts starts uh planting vines. So a month later, he slaps his stickers on a. His bottle of wine, and it's time to celebrate, right? Like he grew all these vines, did the grapes to celebrate. No drinks, one glass of wine, and one turns into six, and shit gets weird. So, don't blame me. This is how the story goes. At least how it goes in my mind. So Noah ends up drunk and naked with the bottles he just slapped his branding on, with Noah's Ark branding all over, scattered around his body on the floor. Just picture the whole scene. So his son comes in, his sons, I should say, his sons come in in the winery and found dad drunk, passed out naked on the floor. 
So one of his sons say, yo, we should post this on the gram. Well, they probably didn't have Instagram, but this is how my story goes. So Noah gets wind of what happens and tells his son, Ham, that your firstborn will pay for this shit. You're going to pay him for posting that on the net. So in the process of all this, where slave owners and people that were in belief that black people were the cursed people, some people think that this is where it originated from. And this is how they used religion because Ham and his son supposedly was from a part of Africa. We don't know the specifics of what happened, but what we know is that one of Noah's sons uh, did something while he was asleep, uh, shamed him in some way. When Noah awoke, he was aware of that and he pronounced a curse. He pronounced a curse, not on Ham though, he pronounced a curse on one of Ham's sons. Ham had four sons. Canaan put Mitzrayim, or Egypt, and Cush. The Cushites settled below Egypt, and they are where black Africans descended. However, Noah did not curse the Cushites. Noah cursed Canaan, or Canaanites. And these are the people that we read about in the Old Testament that Israel was commanded to conquer and destroy, which they did in the Old Testament. So as, as that piece of video that I just played for you, suggests we were the cursed people and through the Bible we were supposed to be oppressed and I would feel that they probably introduced that to the slaves that they were actually owning so when you start to not when you start to kind of hear stories that say within this great book that you are not supposed to have anything and you're not worth anything you take on what you think is the reality, and in which is it's still written. And this is why I have a problem with. It's tough for me to say. This is why I have a problem with the Bible because it still was written by a man. Like I know it was written through uh, God speaking through and using man as an instrument. But with anything, if you ever played the game telephone, where one person is told something and then it goes around the room. It never comes back as the original statement. So for people to me that take this by the letter of the law and this is the Bible and you should kind of live and die by it, it's kind of stuff. It's kind of tough for me because I always challenge things like that. Because how do you know it's, it's, it's valid? Like, how do you know that this is the truth? And I can even take it a step further. Just look at where we are right now as a country where we were so animated with history and the books and the things that was written. It's hard to separate it from identity. So then it becomes part of who you are. And the reason why we, in my eyes, the reason why we have such a divide is because people have been reading things that have been written by the victors or even people that have lost and that declares themselves as the victors. So when you identify with something that's false and the truth is shined on it, it's, hard, it's kind of tough to assimilate yourself and, 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 and unless you have a really open mind to say, you know what, maybe this is wrong. 
And to bring it back full circle, the the reason why I'm I'm talking about history and where we're at right now is because how do we know that some of the things that we really hold to be the truth is really the truth. And I'm not saying that the Bible is fake and, or religion is just trash. Like, I, I just, it's tough for me as I get to this point in life to just accept certain things of what they are without questioning them. If we did that more with our own history, we'd probably be in a different place right now. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to the first episode of Religion. There'll probably be two more before the Christmas break. But like always, subscribe to this show to be the first to hear new episodes packed with inspiring stories from those who overcome obstacles, fears, and judgment to live their life with emotional intelligence. Always remember, man, your fate is not determined by the prison of your mind. One, one, one.